hello welcome to the chase talks hip-hop podcast and i am feeling a lot better i explained in my last podcast that i was feeling feeling a little bit under the weather and um you know um, i'm just happy to be back and today i want to talk about tupac shakur's album tupacalypse now and if you don't know then i'm about to tell you so tupacalypse now is tupac shakur's debut album and this was when he was working with shock g heavily and a notable song on this album is brenda's got a baby and personally i feel like that song really did change how rappers wrote and it really opened up vulnerability within the culture even more so i think tupac shakur altogether is just a different you know he he, he was a different kind of artist and I think one thing, you know, not not to go on a tangent, but the movie I don't think got the I don't think the movie fully got the got, got the picture of Tupac Shakur. I feel like because they have to compress it. I feel like if you're gonna make a movie about Tupac Shakur, it has to be four hours long. It needs to be as long as the Jackson Five uh, movies movie because it's there's too much to cover. I think what happened with the movie was they didn't really color in all the lines. I think I didn't think that they really checked off all the boxes boxes and I feel like there was a little bit of exposition and um a certain a certain a certain narrative that they never really got to and um the movie wasn't bad by any means I th- I do think the actors did great you know especially for what they had and I do think overall it was it was a good film it was entertaining I just feel like with Tupac Shakur you have to really extend that length in in that runtime I mean because you can't just compress his life and do a two-hour film. That's too much. I mean, people have made holograms of Tupac. That's how iconic he is. So I just think if they were going to do the movie, they, they could have put more effort as far as um, making the, the story a bit cohesive. And I've, I've had little nitpicks about the NWA film where when Easy e is crying and looking at the billboard of Dr. Dre's The Chronic, I always kind of felt like that was a vain thing for Dr. Dre to do or whoever the fuck wrote it. I don't think Dr. Dre wrote it, but whoever wrote it, I felt like that was, I don't know, it just had Hollywood spell all over it because it, it just seemed like Easy e had died with millions of, millions of dollars in the bank. You know, the way they painted him towards the end was not accurate, and I, that's something I didn't, didn't really like. But back to Tupac and Tupacalypse now. So I, I think this album really represents something because it, it this album to me represents a pivotal a pivotal step in Tupac's career. And it's also his debut project. So I feel like this is Tupac in more of a raw form. You know, like just when the genie gets out of the bottle. He's very energetic. He's very unapologetic. And he, this album is just so fucking good. I mean, he gets to the point on every record. And it's just, it's incredibly poetic. And you can see the work output. And you see what he was writing. And the way he did these songs, it was just nothing short of spectacular. I mean, the way it opens with young black male, trapped, and then it goes into soldier story. All these songs really, they, I feel like this paints a portrait of what Tupac was going through. And he was going through a lot of police brutality. He was going through a lot of tough relations within his life. And this really paints the picture of what it was, what it's, what it was like to be a young black man in the West Coast. And Tupac really did put everything together, you know, for this album and the way he went on tour with um, 
with Shock G, you know, the when he was on stage doing the Humpty and shit, uh, Digital Underground, that whole crew, Tupac really did lay down a solid foundation. So by the time he did drop his album, he did have a solid underground following. I just think, you know, too, he's just such an impactful artist. You know, you get you get the chance to fully look back at what Tupac did. It's pretty incredible. And Tupacalypse now, to me, is just a, a it encapsulates. It just encapsulates who he is and, I mean, who he was, especially as a young man where he's a, he was much more brash and, and less, I would say, a little bit less calculated, but a lot more brash and very vulnerable, very vulnerable. And I, I, re, I that's something you really have to respect where on this album, he really has something to say. And it's his debut project, so I figured he, wanted, he would want to come out out the gate and just have a powerful message. And Tupac, this is, is something that is very consistent throughout his career, where he always wants to have a powerful message. And you could tell, if you go and listen to this album, you know, th- there's this clear connection that Tupac Shakur is is here to take names and uh, to be remembered. And that's one thing I really appreciate. You know, if you, if you go back and listen to this project, and I strongly suggest you do, you really need to listen to the context of what he is saying and being who he is, you know, growing up how he grew up, his mother being a Black Panther, he definitely has this outspoken edge. And I really, you know, that's a big piece of what makes Tupac Shakur so talented and, and such such a powerhouse. You know, I, I do think that Tupac, there is a reason he's left such an everlasting impact past his death. And I think it's the authenticity, the poeticism, and how he was able to put it all together. And I remember when I got my wisdom teeth removed, I, I just, I could only play one album. I just sat back and played the album from front to back. And by the end of it, the procedure was done. And it was very, like, like I said, so I'm getting my teeth worked on and I'm just listening to hardcore Tupac. And this, what I appreciated was it was just so, you could tell this was an underground sound, you know, this is the beginning, you know, it's like when you go back and listen to Can I Borrow a Dollar by Common, or if you go back and listen to Illmatic by Nas, you just feel this sense of nostalgia somewhat, because it's that time period, or if you go listen to Red Man's What, the album, you know, whenever a rapper releases their debut album, you could tell it's like they're jumping in the waters, and then by their second album, they're so much more seasoned and better, and that's what I really appreciate, this album really uh exemplifies i mean exemplifies yeah um what what tupac really stood behind and it was about political action being outspoken being human being yourself and just not giving a fuck in the same degree he really embodied so much and tupac overall you you can't deny the impact of this album tupacalypse now has impacted everyone from the likes of you know Eminem, Kanye West, Kendrick Lamar. This this album is just a different level. I feel I know I say that a lot. Different level. My friend Malik like does comment on that shit. You're always saying a different level. I get it, but I mean this album. You know, even though it wasn't a huge commercial breakout success, this album was a landmark you know for hip-hop and it was a landmark for Tupac Shakur especially starting out because Brenda's Got a Baby you know Brenda's Got a Baby is one of the most man it's it's one of the craziest songs ever I mean I I think Brenda's Got a Baby is definitely within my top top 30 hip-hop songs you know it's 
I don't know if it gets any more iconic because this kind of music, you know, this this comes from the soul. You know, you could really tell that this came from the soul when Tupac wrote this. The way he tied together the story and the way he was weaving through perspectives, it was nothing short of incredible. So, I hear Brenda's got a baby, but Brenda's barely got a brain. A damn shame the girl can hardly spell her name. So out the gate, you really see his uh, poeticism come to light in that spoken word kind of style really just push through. That's not our problem. That's up to Brenda's family. But, well, let me show you how it affects our whole community. Now, Brenda really never knew her moms, and her dad was a junkie putting death into his arms. It's sad, because I bet Brenda doesn't even know. Just because you're in the ghetto, that doesn't mean you can't grow. But, oh, that's a thought. My own revelation. Do whatever it takes to resist the temptation. Brenda got herself a boyfriend. Her boyfriend was her cousin. Now now, Now, let's watch the joy end she tried to hide her pregnancy from her family but and also let me just give credit to Tupac the way he does weave uh into the flow is really interesting do whatever it takes to resist the temptation Brenda got herself a boyfriend her boyfriend was her cousin now let's watch the joy end she tried to hide her pregnancy from her family who really didn't care to see or give a damn if she went out and had a whole church of kids as long as when the check came they got first dibs so he really emphasizes certain parts of the verse that he wants to hit and he and he's putting you know her boy like when you when you look at the verse brenda's got herself a boyfriend her boyfriend was her cousin now let's watch the joy end so we emphasize it and almost changes up the scheme a little bit to make it more impactful she tried to hide her pregnancy from her family who really didn't care to see or give a damn if she went out and had a whole church of kids as long as when the check came they got first dibs now Brenda's belly's getting bigger, but no one seems to notice any change in her figure. She tw- she's 12 years old and she's having a baby in love with the molester who's sexing her crazy. So he's also painting, you know, real light on child molestation and rape, you know, and, and just abuse, assault, all of the above, which is very commendable because that's a real problem, you know, in, in the world. You know, it's it's tough. It's tough for women out here. And imagine being in that kind of a situation where you have no one to turn to and your whole family is breaking you. That's pretty crazy. And yet, and she thinks that he'll be with her forever and dreams of a world where the two of them are together, whatever. He left her and she had the baby solo. She had it on the bathroom floor and didn't know so. She didn't know what to throw away and what to keep. And then you you hear the music elevate too. She wrapped the baby up and threw him in a trash heap. I guess she thought she'd get away, wouldn't hear the cries. She didn't realize how much the little baby had her eyes. Now the baby's in the trash heap bawling. Mama can't help her, but it hurts to hear her calling. Brenda's, Brenda wants to run away. Mama say you making me lose pay. There's social workers here every day. Now Brenda's got to make her own way. Can't go to her family. They won't let her stay. No money, no babysitter. She couldn't get keep a job. She tried to sell crack, but end up getting robbed. So what's next? There ain't nothing left to sell. So she sees sex as a way of leaving hell. It's paying the rent. So she really can't complain. Prostitute found slain, and Brenda's her name. She's got a baby. Yeah. So, so this, 
to me when Tupac wrote this it just feels like you know you can read it and almost have it almost has the same impact like when you hear it it's just so powerful it's powerful on paper and it's powerful through the microphone and this album gets me so excited you know when I went back to listen to this project you know everything really started to come back on um about like why I really dig Tupac Shakur you know me being a young dude I was born in 98 so I was born way past his death so I don't have the whole entire marquee moment of oh I you know listening to Tupac for the first time while he was alive I don't have that moment you know but you know as a fan of hip-hop I, I can I love listening to this album and Tupacalypse now just you can even tell just by the title the content is going to be a little bit heavier it's going to be something different and there are just so many standout records on this and i think one one other record is uh, i want to talk about rebel of the underground you know because this is really you, all right you gotta you motherfuckers need to need to hear this you know because this is an old old school track you know they just can't stand the rain or the occasional pain from a man like me who goes against the grain. Sometimes I do it in vain. So with a little bass and treble, hey, mister, it's time for me to explain that I'm the rebel. Cold as the devil, straight from the underground, the rebel, a lower level. They came to see the maniac psychopath. The critics heard of me in the aftermath. I don't give a damn and it shows. And when I do a stage show, I wear street clothes. So they all know the lyrical loon that tick the maniac MC. I give a shout out to your home. And, and maybe then the critics will leave your boy alone G on the streets or on TV it just don't pay to be a true telling MC they won't be happy till I'm banned the most dangerous weapon educated black man so if we look at that part it just don't pay to it just don't pay to be a truth telling MC they want they won't be happy till I'm banned the most dangerous weapon educated black man so you kind of see in a way he he unintentionally foreshadows somewhat of what he goes through in his career and it's crazy so point blank in your face pump up the bass and join the human race i throw peace to the bay because from the jungles because from the jungle to oak town they back me up all the way you know you gotta love the sound it's from the rebel the rebel of the underground and man, it's like and and there's a lot to unpack too because People forget that two that Tupac was in Oakland for a long time. You know, Tupac was born in New York. You know, moved to California. I know he he was in he was in Baltimore as well. He was in Baltimore and then California, and he was in the Bay Area. So he Tupac has such a wide connection with every region of hip hop, and it's really interesting to see the kind of power and reach he has. You know, and the impact. You know, the impact, the effect, even. You know, since his death, the fact that people still bump his music so heavily, it really does show the state, the statement that he was willing to make and what he stood for. Now I'm face to face with the devils because they breed more rebels than the whole damn ghetto and police brutality shit. It put you it put you in the nip and call it techni te technicality. So you reap what you sow. So reap the wrath of the rebel jacking them up once more. Now the fox is in the hen house creeping up on your daughter while you sleep. I got her sneaking out. Tupac ain't nothing nice. I'll be I'll be nothing how I wanna and doing what I'm gonna. Now I'm up to no good. The mastermind of mischief moving more than most could. So sit and slip into the sound. Peep the rebel, the rebel of the underground. 
Yeah, so, like, again, this is just Tupac coming off the hinges, I feel, on this record. Like, this is very braggadocio, but he's also making a statement of, of you know, like, yeah, trying to fuck a cop's daughter, you know? Just, just certain things. Like, you could just see how he just didn't give a fuck. You can really see that because he, he wanted to get his point across. Another song I'm going to talk about is Something Wicked. Let's see, so Something Wicked... Alright, so I'm going to go through the first verse. Remember, more than an adversary, I'm very quick. I'm ready to hit him with this gift I'm equipped to kick. So grab your coat and your hat, cause I'm prepared to clown. Let's carry this in that, that throw these mo- and throw these motherfuckers down. Oh shit, Tupacalypse is back and strapped. Attacking the packs, I'm kicking the facts on stacks of raps. And you, you also see too... You you kind of see a stylistic change later on in his career. This is a very different style for Tupac. You know, I think every certain rappers too. Like I think all rappers have a transition where where they really kind of find themselves in their flow. And you know, you can if you go back and you listen to Jay Z, he used to have a really fast double time flow. And Tupac, in, in some similarity, like you know, and, and like. It's kind of like Big Ellish at times, his delivery, but it isn't. You know what I'm trying to say? Because, you know, you I, I maybe I'm not doing it justice enough, but if you look at the rhyme scheme here. Oh shit, Tupacalypse is back and strapped, attacking the packs, I'm kicking the facts on stack of raps. Oh shit, Tupacalypse is back and strapped, attacking the packs, I'm kicking the facts on stacks of raps. And those that max relax and let the blacks get jacked are getting taxed by packs and packs of angry blacks. So, you know, if you listen to this, are getting taxed by packs and packs of angry blacks. I'm ready to go. I'm ripping the shows, hitting the dough, getting the hose closed, pumping the funk thanks to the hump. You know, so you kind of see where his flow later developed into walk home with me. Hell, Mary, I ain't a killer, but don't push me. Revenge is like the sweetest joy next to getting pussy. So, it, it kind of feels like later on in his career, he kind of slowed things down. Not to say Tupac can't switch up his flow. I'm saying he can. But, you know, this is definitely Tupac in his early years. And the the way he was doing things was just very different. I, I think when, when you're so young, you know, you're finding yourself. Because before Nas, you know, he, he really found himself before he put out Illmatic. You know, he re- he was writing that album for years. It took a lot of time for him to put that project together. The story behind Illmatic is really crazy because, you know, he went through a lot of trial and error when he was making the project. And somehow he made it all connect and it worked. So Nas is a different kind of different kind of savage too, you know. But this other song, Trapped, is, is a major standout in this project. You know, so it's an interesting story, but I'm going to break this down. You know, they got me trapped in this prison of seclusion. Happiness living on the streets. is This is one of the best Tupac verses. Happiness living on the streets is a delusion. Even a smooth criminal one day must get caught. Shot, shot up or shot down with the bullet that he bought. Nine millimeters kicking thinking about what the streets do to me. Because they never taught peace in the black community. All we know is violence do the job in silence. Walk the city streets like a rat pack of tyrants. Too many brothers daily headed for the big pen. People coming out worse off than they went in. So he's talking about the prison industrial complex and just the disenfranchisement of the black community. Just, you know, after um, abolishment and everything. Like it, it didn't mean that, 
you know, in a way, slavery was over. It just meant that on paper it was because they didn't stop treating black people terrible. And I think Tupac is really good at highlighting this and just getting it out that, you know, there is a huge societal problem. And I like how he points it out and he, you know, he doesn't hold back. Over the years, I've done a lot of growing up, getting drunk, throwing up, cuffed up. Then I said I had enough. There must be another route, way out to money and fame. I changed my name, played a different game. Tired of being trapped in this vicious cycle. If one more cop harasses me, I might just go psycho. And when I get him, I'll hit him with the with the bum rush. Only a lunatic would like to see his skull crushed. Yo, if you're smart, you'll really let me go, G. But keep me cooped up in this ghetto and catch the Uzi. They got me trapped. And you also have the chorus, the chorus, <laughs> the chorus from Shock G. They, uh-huh, they can't keep the black man down. They got me trapped. Love that song. And if let's, if let's examine this verse a little bit. Over the years, I've done a lot of growing up, getting drunk, throwing up and cuffed up. Then I said I had enough. There must be another route, way out to the money and fame. I changed my name and played a different game. Tired of being trapped in this vicious cycle. If one more cop harasses me, I might go psycho. So Tupac, again, is just highlighting, is just highlighting even further his stance. You know, and this album is very consistent. You know, you could tell that he, he was going through it a lot firsthand when he was recording it because most of this album, to me, is he's talking about police brutality. And it's pretty interesting. They got me trapped, can barely walk the city streets without a cop harassing me, searching me, then asking my identity. Hands up, throw me against the wall, didn't do a thing at all. I'm telling you one day these suckers gotta fall. Cuffed up, throw me to the concrete. Coppers try to kill me, but they didn't know this was the wrong street. Bang, bang, count another casualty, but it's a cop who shot for his brutality. Who do you blame? It's a shame because the man's slain. He got caught in the chains of his own game. Now can I feel guilty after all the, all the things they did to me, sweated me, hunted me, trapped in my own community? One day I'm gonna bust, blow up on this society. Why did you lie to me? I couldn't find a trace of equality. Worked like a slave while they laid back. Homie, don't play that. It's time I let him suffer the payback. I'm trying to avoid physical contact. I can't hold back. It's time to attack Jack. They got me trapped. So to even further to further unpack this, you see, th- this reminds me of um when Tupac was talking about, uh, you know I'm just gonna play the clip. We are hungry, please let us in. We are hungry, please let us in. You know Tupac talks. Every day, 
I'm standing outside trying to sing my way in. You know what I'm saying? We are hungry, please let us in. We are hungry, please let us in. After about a week, that song was going to change the we hungry, we need some food. After two, three weeks, it's like, you know, give me a little food and we're breaking out the door. And after years, you just like, you know what I'm saying? I'm picking the lock, coming through the door, blasting. You know what I'm saying? It's like you hungry, you reached your level, you don't want any more. We asked 10 years ago. We was asking with the Panthers. We was asking with them, you know, with civil rights movement. We was asking, you know, now, now those people that were asking, they're all dead and in jail. So now what do you think we're going to do? Yeah, so that just highlights, again, you know, Tupac. I I just, like I said, I had to go back and look at the interview because it highlights so much. And I think it's a huge statement, you know, considering just who he is, what he was willing to do. Tupac, you know, it's sad. He really did pay a fucked up price, you know, for how outspoken he was. And it's messed up, you know, because he. I feel like if he were still alive, things would be different. They got me trapped, can barely walk the city streets without a cop harassing me and asking my identity. How can I feel guilty after all the things they did to me, sweated me, hunted me, trapped me in my own community? One day I'm gonna bust, blow up on this society. Why did you lie to me? I couldn't find a trace of equality. Damn. Now I'm trapped and walking. This is verse three. Now I'm trapped and walking for my getaway. All I need is a G and somewhere safe to stay. Can't use the phone because I'm sure someone is tapping in. Did it before and scared to use my gad again. I look back in the hindsight. The fight was irrelevant. I look back in hindsight. The fight was irrelevant. But now he's the devil's friend. Too late to be telling him. He shot first and I'll be damned if I run away. Homie is done away. I should have put my gun away. I was thinking all I heard was the ridicule. Girls was laughing. Toop saying, damn homie, he's dissing you. I fired my weapon, started stepping in the hurricane. I got shot, so I dropped, feeling a burst of pain. Got to my feet, couldn't see nothing but bloody, but bloody blood. Now I'm a fugitive to be hunted like a murderer. Ran through an alley, still looking for my getaway. Copper safe freezer, you'll be dead today. Trapped in the corner, dark and I couldn't see the light. Thoughts in my mind was the nine and a better life. What do I do? Live my life in a prison cell? I'd rather die than be trapped in a living hell. They got me trapped. And the way the whole entire story comes together, you know, with him dying, it, it's really insane to, to, you know, go through these lyrics and... You know, later on, you know, Tupac did, he shot a cop and he, and he got away with, that's the crazy thing too about this al- this album, is that later on he shot a cop and got away with it. I mean, that's just, fuck man, like, like Tupac, like, he really did live that fucking thug life. People can't take that away from him, you know, you can't take that away from Tupac Amaru Shakur, um... And these lyrics are amazing. I think Tupac is one of the, you know, he composed some of the best music. You know, and we've got to give him give him all his respect, you know. Um, Tupac, I also want to play this uh, other interview that I really like. Um, just please take a listen. Uh, ads. Here we go. People to know is that don't, don't support the phonies. Support the real. Some of his philosophies you know I mean? right here. How can these people be talking about how they so real and they don't care about our communities? How can they be talking about what they all this, you know, the hood, blah, 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 blah. They don't care about our communities. You know what I mean? Listen to the words that people say in their lyrics and tell me if that's some real sh- if that's real to you. You know what I mean? Listen to what they saying. Don't just bob your head to the beat. Peep the game. 
And listen to what I'm saying. Hold us accountable for it. It's kind of a memorial the way I see it. You know, this is beautiful. Black, white, Mexican, young or old, fat or skinny have a problem being true to themselves. They have a problem looking in the mirror and looking directly into their own souls. The reason I sell six million records, the reason I could go to jail and come out without a scratch, the reason I could walk around, the reason I am who I am today is because I can look directly into my face and find my soul. You know, if, if I know that in this hotel room they have food every day and I'm knocking on the door every day to eat and they tell and they open the door, let me see the, the party, let me see like they throwing surround me all over. Drawers, pants, 
I know you're rich. I know you got $40 billion, but can you just keep it to one house? You only need one house. And if you only got two kids, can you just keep it to two rooms? I mean, why have 52 rooms and you notice somebody with no room? It just don't make sense to me. It don't. And then these people celebrate Christmas. They got big trees, huge trees, all the little trimmings. Everybody got gifts, and it's my star. And they're having a white Christmas. They're having a great Christmas. Eggnog and the whole nine. That's not fair to me. I'm a whole, I have no motherfucking fear. I have no fear. I have only ambition and I want mine. And I will do anything to protect and feed my family. This world is such a, um, and when I say this world, I mean it. I don't mean in an ideal sense. I mean in uh, every day, every little thing you do. It's such a, gimme, gimme, gimme. Everybody back off. You know, everybody's like, you taught that from school, everywhere. Big business. You want to be successful? You want to be like Trump? Gimme, gimme, gimme. Push, 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 push. Step, step, step. Crush, crush, crush. And that Trump line is interesting, too, in hindsight. Again, tr- T- Tupac was ahead of his time. It feels like he predicted a lot of shit. You know, when we talk about, he talks about Donald Trump. You know, he's a president now. Isn't that a mindfuck? I'm just saying, that, that's a, that is a real mindfuck.
no noise, you're gonna hear people screaming. I'm fade out. And listening to that, Tupac Shakur, you know, um, rest in peace, God bless his soul. And just the sheer, I mean, to Tupac Stradamus, I mean, the way he was able to, to, to predict a lot of things, almost to foreshadow a lot of crazy things. I mean, that really says a lot about the kind of character he did um, provide and bring to the table. It's very sad that he's gone. And just talking about this problem, um, you know, the problems that, talking about the problems, you know, in the world I know there's the coronavirus you know Australia's on fire and uh, the rainforest so many problems in this world but I think Tupac was great at highlighting these things and realizing realizing that we need to come together as a community and Tupacalypse now this project really does embody that mentality the the rebel the activist that raw energy and even in that in with the audio you heard it's you hear Tupac get more and more mature because there is footage of him it's like he was documenting so much through his music and video and there's so much footage of him on YouTube where he's he's talking and and he's getting this philosophy out there and he was really just he was making so much content so you get to really pick apart who he is and you could imagine if Tupac was alive right now he might even have a he would have probably had a podcast and he is such a brilliant mind, you know, Tupac is such a brilliant mind that I believe, you know, if he was alive, he would have been the president today. You know, I will say that if Tupac was alive, I guarantee you, we would have been the president. I'm just saying, and that could have, that could be a whole other episode in itself, but Tupacalypse now really embodies, um, his spirit very much as well as all of his other projects. And, it's just one of my personal favorite projects by Tupac Shakur. You know, it's you definitely hear, you know, the 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 gruffness, the hunger, the fucking hunger in Tupac. And he never stopped being hungry, but this was a different kind of hunger, you know, because he was really in the throes of police brutality, and you could tell that this was a young emotional man who at any moment was about to snap because he was just trying to hold it together. And when you're in such a harsh environment, all that pressure, it it just makes you a diamond in the long run. So Tupac Shakur, God bless your soul. Your legacy shall forever live on. You are a true legend. And everyone, just thank you for listening. I love doing this podcast. And, you know, for me, I love just making, I love to make content. I love to make interesting shit. And it just makes, you know, makes life easier. You know, I, I want to just try to provide a, a nice positive outlet. And if you're a hip hop head, I just want to say thank you. I'm growing and this year everything is going to change. I'm uh, getting, I'm working on getting a graphic designer, uh, just an uh, editor, uh, a, a new camera, bringing more of a visual element, interviews with bigger names. I'm telling you things are growing so much this year. And I'm not, a, I'm a believer in the law of attraction, but I also believe in the work. So I'm just gonna keep I'm gonna keep on plugging the work, doing putting up my numbers and keeping keeping at it because I know last year I fell behind, but I'm not doing that ever again. Anyway, thank you guys for listening. Please subscribe if you if you haven't subscribed. And once again, if you're an artist who is looking to get your music played or if you want to get interviewed by me, you know my email, Chase Talks Hip Hop Podcast at gmail.com. God bless. Thank you for listening. Keep on rocking in the free world. Bye.